0: Hey there, this is Jim, and I was just thinking, I'm doing this old school again, recording this directly onto my phone, although I'm also using the app that comes with uh, this platform. So, recording this direct to Anchor, which of course is where I base my shows from these days. So just wanted to pass on some short information. The first one is what a difference a day makes. So we've been going through some rather hot weather here in South Central Pennsylvania. We've had a summer that up until recently was honestly a summer that wasn't. We've been a lot of time in the in the 70s when we should have been in the 80s. Uh, we've had our, you know, hit and miss really warm day. But for the most part, we've been under where we would normally be for the time of year. And that's going all the way back to April. Well, for the last five to seven days... We've been pretty consistently in the 90s. And, and I mean well into the 90s. Not like we hit 90. We've been well into the 90s. Throw in the humidity and it's been well into the upper 90s for the feel. Some days we've actually crested into the triple digits for the feel. Well, I'm out for a walk today. I get a stone out of my sandal here. Uh, and... uh you know, I'm like, wow, it's it's warm, but it doesn't feel that bad today. What's going on? Well, so I go and I look on my phone to see what, you know, what what's the local temperature? And it's, it's 88. It only feels like 93 today. And, yeah, I mean, it's a little on the warm side, but I'm not uncomfortable today. Now, two days ago... We actually hit 97. That was before the heat index and all that stuff. We hit 97. So we were well into the hundreds, and that was just, ugh. But it's just amazing how, how much some of this is really just perspective. I mean, again, compared to a 97 actual degree day, only two days ago, with whatever the heat index was, well into the triple digits. I'm walking around now on an 88 degree day and I'm going, eh, it's not so bad. But if I'd had we'd had this day two weeks ago, I'd be walking around now going, man, it's really warm today. This is uh bordering on uh, completely uncomfortable. So just it's just amazing how you do actually acclimate to this stuff. So there you go. But yesterday, I tried something new. On my fancy Garmin watch, and I tried a uh, keyword is try. Um, I tried a lactate threshold run. So yes, we are going to get back to running on this on this show. So what it does, it's basically trying to find where your lactate threshold is. Explain that a little better. Uh, the point where your body produces more lactate when you exercise than it can actually deal with and so of course it starts to accumulate and that's where your um your failure rate's gonna be you're gonna get way too tired you're gonna start you know panting that's where you you run so fast you can't talk anymore and you're out of breath and you're just kind of you know (laughs) sucking wind for a while um you know, takes a second for you to be able to even speak again. It's that run. That's that point. Well, it's useful to know that because you can base your heart rate zones and stuff off that. You know, and get a good idea where you are. I i have a cyclist coming this way rather quickly. Get off to the side as he whizzes on by. But uh, I tried that yesterday. So There he goes so and uh, it wasn't a particularly hot day, in fact it was it was cloudy for most of the day so we stayed a, a lot cooler than we had been uh, until I went out to do this lactate threshold run and then all of a sudden the clouds parted and you know we went into the upper 80s and low 90s real quickly so uh and it was super humid so that didn't help either so it wasn't the best day to do it but basically what they have you do is they have you warm up for about 10 minutes and you, you hit your lap button on your watch and then they run you and i'm not really sure if i get the uh, the times and the uh, heart rates correct but uh, it's roughly about four minutes and you want to have your heart rate in a range And I'm pretty certain it was like between like 130 and 149. Do that for four minutes. And then watch what your heart rate variability does during that. Then they bump up the heart rate again. So now you want to be between like 140 and, you know, like 155. Or maybe like 145 to 160, somewhere in there. You do that for four minutes. Then once that's done... They bump it up again, and they want you, you know, maybe between like 155 and 167. But you're not going to do it for four minutes anymore. Now they're going to start bringing the amount of time down, because obviously you're starting to get a lot more tired. You can do that for like three minutes. And then they bump it up again. Now they want you in the upper 160s to the mid-170s. And you're only going to have to do that for, say, like a minute and a half. All right? And uh, and basically, again, just watch your heart rate variability uh, that you have on your watch. You have to do it with a chest strap. So you can't do it with a heart um, rate sensor on your wrist. It's not accurate enough. It's got to be right over your heart. Um, And uh, I did most of it yesterday. But I got... I got to the end of the segment where you're in the upper 160s and I don't generally exercise in the 160s at a heart rate that's generally way way too fast for me these days used to not be but it, it, now it's like that, now I'm really I'm, I'm working uh, at 160 and uh, so yeah it popped up again I'm like okay you know what maybe on a cooler day this would be something I can try but this is honestly as far as I can go with this today so I shut it down early and if you do that it will not give you a reading you need to finish the the entire workout for it to give you a reading so it was a uh, a lactate threshold fail for me yesterday but it was interesting to know how that works um And again, they're just, they're basically watching your heart rate. They're watching your pace. Um, There's our bike cyclist again, going back the other way. Um, It's a little, it's a little interesting to watch heart rate and pace around here because again, so much of my landscape is not flat. So pace is relative. Uh, You know, if I'm going up a hill, um, even though I can probably do Um, an eight and a half minute pace, I guarantee you around the hills around here where I live, I am not doing an eight and a half minute pace. Um, If I am trucking, I'm probably doing 10 minutes. Um, And that's taken some work to do that. Um, For most of my runs, which tend to be more in the zone two level, um, you know, I'm probably looking at more in the 13 minute per mile uh, to go up some of these hills because... Some of them are a tad steep here. So I thought it was interesting. Uh, curious to see if anybody else has actually done a lactate threshold uh, workout um, with their Garmin. I'd like to know if uh, there are any tricks to, uh, to doing that. I tried doing it with music. I find sometimes I can push harder If I don't hear myself breathing heavy, I literally run the music so loud that I can't hear myself breathing. Uh, It's actually one of the tricks that I use for races. It's one of the few times I run with music. Um, But the problem, having a smartwatch and a smartphone that is broadcasting uh, my music to my earbuds is that... uh, your watch starts uh starts going off when, they, when you get all these notifications so i was uh finishing up the upper 160s workout yesterday and of course i'm not wearing my my prescription glasses that i have to wear now in my mid my mid 50s um to see and to read more to read than to see but a little bit to see now Um, and so, uh, you know, I just have my very polarized sunglasses on, which actually make my Garmin watch difficult to read, um, because the polarization makes it harder to read the black text that is on my watch. So, I got a, felt a buzz. I saw something pop up on my watch that I could tell started with a D, ...which I thought was done... ...which I was like, oh hallelujah... ...but it was done... ...it was a stupid ad for Domino's... ...because they had sent me an email... ...and they were notifying me... ...that I have an email... ...with a coupon from Domino's... ...so... ...yeah, I looked down quickly and saw the D and went... ...done, okay, cool... ...started to slow down before... ...I realized, oh... That's not done. It's too many letters. Let's lift the glasses and see what this says. Oh, it just says dominoes. Crap. So, yeah. Then, of course, at that point, I went from a heart rate of like 167 or something. And then I'm slowing up, so it's already starting to come back down into the 150s. It's like, now I have to I have to pick it up again and get my heart rate back up. And that's when it went, all right. Now we want a heart rate of 175. And I was like, yeah, you know what? No. I'm done. We'll try again another day, but... There it is. So... Getting a lot more into heart rate-based training. Since I was able to actually pair my old heart rate monitor with uh, from my Garmin 620 that they no longer make uh, with my Phoenix 5, so I'll be wearing that for all of my runs now, so I get some more accurate heart rate data Um, because that's where I want to be now. I want to see what my heart's doing way more so than how fast i 'm going, and again, because you know i live in I live in a hilly area, and speed like temperature is relative to the type of landscape you got so there it is that 's all I had. What do I got here? Uh, several minutes anyway, so hopefully this was mildly interesting uh, If it was, feel free to shoot me a comment. I'd love to actually be able to have a comment or a, a voice note uh, which you can send on this platform that I can pull into my next uh, submission for you um, and have it actually feel like we're we're talking to each other and not uh, me just talking at you. So that's all I got. Um, thanks for the listen, though. And uh, stay healthy and take care.